Instructional Designers in Offices Drinking Coffee is brought to you by Domino, makers of Domino One, the all-in-one cloud-based e-learning authoring tool for teams. You can learn more at domino.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-K-N-O-W.com. Now, here's this week's episode. We're back. Who's got their coffee in hand? Or tea? Are you kidding? There we go. Good morning, gang. Good morning. been a long wait. Boy, it feels like forever before we've gotten this episode off the ground, huh? It feels like it. It's been so long. It was a holiday and we took a holiday. Weird. Yeah, I figure. Um, well, I see lots of I see lots of um, coffee discussion, which is an odd thing here at Idiotic to have coffee discussion <laughs> in the chat. Um, you know, the, we know what they say. The best part of waking up is idiotic in your cup. Didn't <laughs> Hey, gang, the dad jokes are back. <laughs> Bet you missed those. <laughs> we all did. Uh, speaking of missed, we've missed Nick. Nick has been with us uh, a few times before, but we've missed having him on because uh, we had technical issues back in the fall. So we jumped into bringing Nick in today. Nick, introduce yourself to our, our, our guests, etc., who may not have met you yet here on Idiotic. Hey everyone, I'm a learning architect, designer, slash designer, and uh, basically help stakeholders understand technology, and one of my fun aspects of my life is I get to play with all the technology. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always interesting how technology starts with T, which, uh, you know, also starts off the word toys. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, parallels. Lots of parallels, etc. Oh, <laughs> lots, lots of toys. It's nice. grown-up toys. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Actually, I saw Brent uh, the other day was uh, said somewhere that he was looking for the Rush. Um, what are the uh, the Funko bubbles? Funko, Funko Pop. Pops? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm imagining if you Googled hard enough, you'd find them. Oh no, they're there. They sell them on their website still. I oh, think, okay. But I was, okay. you know, go. I don't want to pay retail. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of tools and uh, t- toys and technology and those sorts of things, that's what we're actually we're, we're talking about here today. Nick, you've brought us another roundup of cool things that can help us in our day-to-day <laughs> jobs that we wouldn't, you know, totally get distracted on. Um, uh, playing with so um so, so where do we want to start what's the what's the first thing you've brought to share with us today so i'm just going to turn on share screen righto and um i've done a bunch of screen recordings just to help us kind of go through uh, oh. a set of them and one of my rules um, that i try to live by is most of the technology that i get to share um, i look for tools that are useful that will make a difference to help us out um, this is actually a website which is free uh, called remove.bg, so rather than typing in .com, and there's dozens of these today, um, but this is a nice one because it has an API uh, resource, which basically means that you could set up a app 
if you had a you know user in a learning application where you want them to upload a graphic, you can automate this. But here you see some examples where the photo had this grayish background. And by just uploading your graphic, you're able to silhouette that out. So here's me simulating that. I just took a picture of my desk with a postcard. And you see how it removed the desk instantly or pretty quick. And if you guys remember in the old days, we used to use Photoshop or tools like that, oh uh, where <laughs> this could take hours. Uh, the painstaking a really good selection job. process. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it I looks remember. super. It looks super clean too, because I mean, you know, sometimes you're worried about the jaggies and that. You know, the you have to play around with the with the settings and stuff. But that looks uh, looks like it happened pretty quick. Yeah, what's really cool is that you can go in then and modify it or adjust okay. it, or we see a little bit of the wire there getting pulled out, and it's really dependent mm -hmm. on the quality of your camera. So it's also a good reason to invest in a new phone if you don't have the latest <laughs> and greatest. <laughs> it all kind of feeds itself. But um, it, especially when you're doing a quick mock-up or an example and you want to you know, grab a graphic or a photo of someone and you want to pop that in, um, really helpful. So that's just remove.bg. Very cool. Um, yeah, very, very really cool. cool. Another one that I discovered late last year um, is cleanup.pictures. It's actually made by the same team. So if you go to cleanup.pictures, again, no .com or .net or anything, um, this will pop up. And this basically allows you, you can see the highlighting. So they're pulling out the um, pencil and the protractor. Um, so when you upload a graphic, um, and here's an example of that. Um, so here's that same notepad. And you'll notice that I'll just kind of highlight the wire. I want to remove it. And what it does is it uses AI to try to paint back in that image. And we see tools like Photoshop have a lot higher quality, a lot higher uh, capabilities because you can zoom in. But you can see me doing this in less than a second here, just highlighting and dragging and dropping. And um, so cool when you're in a pinch and you need to get rid of that finger you might have captured on the screen or uh, you know some other part of a graphic. Yeah, for a or lot they... of the stuff that we do as as designers and in e-learning professionals, we don't really need it to be a hundred percent perfect, like you know, and and to get it exactly, you know, like pro art ready. We just need to be able to you know crank this kind of stuff out typically. But, so these are great, and and there's so many of us who don't even have Photoshop, you know, as a tool to begin with. So. Uh, you know, and, 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 or the, you know, the sort of comfort level and our experience So being able to simplify a couple of tasks like this, I could see, I'm, I'll be totally adding this to, I'm a Mac user. So I use preview for a lot of, um, you know, simple edits and changes and mockups, et cetera. I'll be adding these, uh, yeah. these to that cat, to that uh, tool toolbox as well. Yeah. What's really cool is the latest version of iOS and Android. Um, if you upgrade to those, uh, they now have the ability when you point your camera at some copy to be able to just copy the copy from the image. And that's such a time saver. So if you've got uh, something on the screen and you don't want to retype it in or you don't have the ability to copy and paste it, maybe it's a, a scan of a brochure or something that your stakeholder gave you, uh, just snap a picture, highlight it, and you're able to just select a copy and paste it right into your email or wherever you want, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's free because it's built into your latest Mac OS or um, iOS or Android. I don't think Windows has that nice. feature built in yet. Uh, this one now, blew my it, mind. Oh, sorry. Does it do it live? I wondered that. So I, when I'm pointing my yes. camera at text, I see the little brackets come around it, but then I try to tap on it and it doesn't do anything. 
yeah, depending on the image, um, I can try to pull it up in a second. Uh, there's like a little weirdness to the selection, but normally you would just touch it and it automatically copies it. Um, and then you just go to email and say paste. It should pop it right in. I've got an example of one of the screen tools here that I'll show. Yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. I don't yeah. want to slow us down. I was just, oh. I, I saw <laughs> this the other day and I thought, oh, cool. You can select text and it. And I tried it, and I couldn't do it. So, yeah, it's crazy cool. Um, this one is another one of my favorites. This one costs uh, a couple of dollars a month, but if you use it once, it's going to pay for itself. It's called clipdrop.co. And basically it's an app that downloads to your uh, phone, uh, iOS or Android. On, on the Mac or Windows computer, you have an app. Um, so after installing that, you have the ability to go in and basically point it. So here's me pointing at my um, iPad and you'll notice that it automatically pulls that image out and you're able to paste it onto your desktop. So it automatically isolates um, the image. So it got rid of my desk, the little squeegee wire tie, uh, the stuffed animal, the monitor in the background. And then here's another example where if I wanted to grab that water bottle, so it's whatever's in focus, whatever's in front, uh, when I click, so you see the water bottle's grabbed, um, you can pop it into your presentation. Uh, so, so for cool. a couple dollars a month, okay. you know, use it once a month, once a quarter, it's worth it. You know, rather than having to go back to Photoshop and yeah, you all know, those crazy I, things. <laughs> I saw this like just like a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, um, and it was open source. And I couldn't find the actual app. It looked like they hadn't actually built the product yet. They were just talking about that. The uh, here's the engine. If you know how to download, you know, open source code from what? Not Reddit, but what's the what's the open source code drop place? Uh, I should have can't think the of it, repo. Yeah, GitHub. yeah. 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 GitHub. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was like, dang it. I can't wait for this app to come out. So I'm glad it's here. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the same team that I think that was their college um, yeah. <laughs> the application they were building or something. Yep, and then yep, yep. They, that's them. They, yeah. They turned it into a tool. I think Trish on the group here uh, just shared it with me the other day too. So uh, very cool. Super cool. Yeah. Um, so that's clipdrop.co. Uh, another great one. This one's free. So if you go to autodraw.com, this one's actually really useful. If you're not good at illustration or drawing, you can see me drawing an airplane or a happy face there. And what it does is across the top, it's kind of like emojis. It uses AI. So as you're drawing, it shows you what it thinks you're drawing. And I think this you know, technology, this is from Google, uh, it'll be built into Google Docs and Microsoft has similar technology, but you're able then to, as it recognizes your drawing style, so here's me trying to draw a cloud, um, I select a cloud, and then you're able to copy and paste that or save that as an SVG. So very cool if you use Illustrator or uh, you can paste an SVG into any authoring tool or uh, yeah, we do a lot in prepping and storyboards and documents and so on, yeah. but um, so helpful. And that, and then you said so when you use something like this, that um, that graphic that you swap out, that's it's copyright usable and all that kind of stuff. And it's it, I know, haven't it's, officially looked at that. Like if you're going to sell a T-shirt or something or license it, um, but this is also open source, I believe. Um, you can go to autodraw.com. It's you know stamped by Google, but okay. I don't know. I haven't actually used it in a project other than storyboarding and or you know brainstorming. Like oh, I yeah, want a yeah, cloud yeah. to pop in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tech diagrams. Just curious. Um, yeah. That's a good point to think about. Um, the other thing that we've been doing over the last two years is we've been stuck in our offices or homes um, being alone, <laughs> uh, except for the kids running around, taking over the world. Um, 
are collaboration tools and there's several on the market um, that you guys can check out. My favorite is Miro.com. And I think we talked about this last time I was on the show. Um, there are a couple of new ones that have come onto the, um, into the field. Uh, one is called Figma Jam. And one of the features that I love is what I've uh, called emoting. And I think Crowdcast has this, uh, a couple of the other platforms have this, but you're able, like if you're working with a group of people, you're able to have everyone in the system at the same time. So you see what everyone's doing. Um, what's really cool is it at, like a Google Doc, but you're able to move graphics and you know, add notes with the emoting functionality. The idea was that if I'm speaking or you're speaking, I could give you a heart or a thumbs up or clapping, um, but just some kind of visual uh, feedback without me having to jump in or interrupt your thought process. So um, right. that's something I'm really excited about. And I really want all our tools to adopt because I think mm. it's just a great way to interact. So you can see the little wheel here of tools, um, which is exciting. But um, Miro is free to start to play. And then I believe it's about $200 a year. And it's so amazing because $200 is not much. Most of us can afford that in our toolboxes. And what's really cool about it is that if we have 10 people, two people, 100 people, you can invite everyone into your document as a guest and they can all be participating. If the audience has set up an account, which you can do for free, um, I actually know um, it's Brent or Chris or Trish or whoever um, that is adding notes or adding comments. Um, but we've done ones where you know everyone just you know types in their initials or their first name. But it's so cool to see uh, the different possibilities of what you can do. And so here you see an example where we did it on the fly. And along the left-hand side, I call them busy bees. We see everyone coming in, and then we ask a question, and everyone just starts to grab a sticky note, and they're going to add their thought about what you learned today. But it's just so empowering, so. Um, uh, inspiring when you get everyone interacting and going at the same time and it's not confusing. Uh, we've had people with zero experience just hop in and start to collaborate and it's just so empowering. Um, all those magic words, all the ing words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, so many applications for us in the instructional design process of, uh, you know, content gathering, brainstorming, you, you know, all, all that sort of, you know, prep and planning, um, uh, you know, and just the, I think the kind of um, enthusiasm then the fact that we're actually doing it and we're not just you know shipping PowerPoints or, or Word docs back and forth with uh, you know with things that there's um, there's a, a like a, a, a an emotional kind of bump that you get out of this kind of thing too. Well, yes. I think I think it's great for just communication and clear communication, right? Like uh, there's something to be said for this sort of real time audio and visual. So if you're talking with a whole bunch of people and you're trying to jot your own notes down on your desk, you could totally get the context wrong or whatever they're trying to say. But if everybody is in an app talking and like everyone's sketching and working together to make the visual, you're a, you're, you're going to have a really hard time you know, missing the context, right? Mm -hmm. Or missing the understanding of what somebody is trying to say. At least you'll be given the opportunity to question something once you see it to make sure you heard it right. I don't know. I think this is super cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa has asked, I'll just throw this out loud. Vanessa asked, is there a list of these awesome suggestions? And um, yeah, uh, 
we have a we have a list of all this stuff that uh, that we'll provide as a link later on. That uh, so no worries if your if your pencil isn't <laughs> your pen isn't running so fast or your typing isn't so fast. Um, and also, Dr. Rose mentioned that uh, Miro.com is a free uh, full featured license seats for ten people if you have a .edu email. Uh, so that's cool to know. Yeah. Indeed. Um, one of the other things that I've uh, seen, uh, especially in education or when we're collaborating with teams that we don't even know, is that as people get used to this and getting used to it, meaning like an hour, not like two weeks or something, <laughs> um, you start to build off each other. So uh, if we were going to storyboard or plan for this, which we didn't, <laughs> it's ad hoc, which is fine. Um, you uh, notice that people start to pull the different ideals together. So I've facilitated meetings where uh, the audience has started to pull in, hey, here are our visual tools, here are all our audio tools, here are all our collaboration tools, and they just start to you know, connect the dots. And that's also so empowering because I didn't ask, they just started you know, naturally to say, oh, I'm gonna move these around and readjust, um, which again, is just so great, so helpful. Uh, another really cool thing is that uh, a lot of these platforms today, they have hundreds of templates and um, they actually have video chat and audio chat built in, which I've never actually used because we use Teams and Zoom and all that, but it's built into the product. So that's cool if you're, you know, limited budget or working with education or students, um, you have that technology actually built in as well. But here you see an example where three people are meeting and they've got a, a chart, um, a diagram, reflection, they're gathering photos like you guys had mentioned, um, but there are all kinds of templates like reflection meetings or, you know, doing the crisscross where you're saying the best feature, worst feature, or what's the best functionality we can add to a product or a learning application that we might be developing and so on. Um, very cool. Here's an uh, example where um, we were working on a learning platform and uh, over the years we wanted to document how it changed. And um, this was just a reflection, but you can actually see now how the product changed or how the cursors have changed or the type of information. So you're able to zoom in and out and it's just like having that virtual wall. And um, this, is a, you know, this is something I love because it just breaks down the barriers and allows you to focus on whatever you're trying to do rather than you got to jump through six hoops to get to this thing. Um, I can send you a link and you're, you're you know, able to jump right in. Um, one other magical feature um, that's built in is that this works on your phone and your tablet. So I have behind me a uh, sticky wall. Um, so here's me walking over to it and pre-record it, uh, doing the Julia Child oh, thing. But um, <laughs> it recognizes sticky notes and then it will automatically um, OCR it. So not only can I move those sticky notes around because you guys can't be in my room today, um, but I can retype like, oh, that's actually, I didn't mean content, I mean context. So I could type that in. Um, so, so cool the way that you can, you know, and this is virtual so anyone can link into it and there can be a password on it. Uh, it can only be for the internal team, um, but just so powerful, the capabilities that you can do. Um, that's magic. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, one other example, um, but hopefully everyone sees the power here. <laughs> this was a uh, virtual uh, board that we created. So as we were, I think it was one of the breakfast sessions that I think this is where I originally met you, Brent, uh, years yeah. ago. Um, you're able to you know, capture everyone's notes. So this, in this case, um, I was facilitating taking the notes and everyone else was you know, talking about and sharing what they were doing, but just grabbing screens and grabbing notes and pulling them up. And you can do some really fun stuff in you know, turning that ideal into a, 
you know, magical resource then, um, which is cool. It's so much Very better cool. than just a list of links, you know, yeah. uh, to be able to, to be able to see everything visually like this, right. And especially at something like a large event where, you know, everybody can participate and add stuff again, instead of a whole bunch of emails being sent to one person who's going to aggregate all the stuff and, and all that kind of thing. So yeah, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we're doing here is um, we're running Apple's QuickTime player. I'm also on a Mac and I love the Mac. So anyone, any Mac users out there, shout out. <laughs> I know Chris, you said you did. <laughs> um, so here you see an example where we're live and you see my hands. I use my Microsoft Surface as a state, you know, staging device, but um, I've got a iPad mini, which I love. It's one of my favorite devices because it's so small. You can see like the hand size. And um, what's really cool about the iPad, and highly recommend this for any designer, developer, or anyone that's doing any kind of uh, creative work uh, in learning, is that when you are looking at something, so I might be examining a uh, you know course that someone developed, or I'm looking for a new iPhone as an example. What I love about the iPad is I can just click and drag from the outside corner in, and um, that allows me to instantly be able to annotate anything that's on my screen. What's also really cool is that anything that's on my computer, if I screen grab it, I can have that connected to my iPad. And as it, you know, as I screen grab it, I'm able to draw on it in real time. So uh, when I'm, you know, brainstorming or talking with teams, I will, you know, highlight and say, hey, let's change this font. Let's get a better photo in here. Let's add a happy face or some people shots. Um, but what's cool then is that you're able to you know, instantly save that back to your computer. You can share it via email or Slack or Teams, whatever tool you use. Um, but just such a great tool to be able to, you know, pull things in and out and to be able to, you know, visually annotate without, you know, being limited by the mouse um, or other tools. So um, very powerful. Um, lots of fun to use. It's nice to see mm. that the pencil works with the mini. My, I have I have a couple minis, but they're they're the older like original like 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 second or third generation and i don't think the pencil works with them you are correct this is with the brand new one um so you have to re-up <laughs> um unfortunately uh yeah <laughs> apple has a pretty good training program uh so is microsoft too but you can get value for your older device if your company won't um splurge for you but uh, uh highly recommend it um okay. a, another great app that we've adopted in the last year, I'd say, um, this is a paid one. I believe you can get a free account with a couple documents, but it's kind of the next generation of Google Docs, Microsoft Docs. And what's interesting is the latest version of Microsoft Office has a new feature very similar to this. And um, this one's called Coda.io. And um, what this does is basically let you create a document like you would in Word or uh, my, you know, Google Docs, but you can start to connect, oops, Got some audio in there. Um, what it allows you to do is start to use different APIs, which are application programming interfaces. So I can, um, one of the tools that we use in-house is Figma. We use Miro. Uh, we use Google Docs. And what Coda allows us to do is connect all those docs together. So rather, if we were working on a project together, rather than having to send you a Google Doc, an Office Word doc, you know, emailing things back and forth, I can give you a entryway into Coda and I can add all of my notes, all of our you know, team um, meeting notes or whatever we're doing. I can add a video, I can add a spreadsheet. 
and you're able to interact with that all from this one document. So rather than going to each tool or each resource separately, it allows you to present it in a way um, that is just so much easier. So if you're working with a, a team that's new to technology or uh, you know, new to the world of learning, um, it just allows you to package it in a way that's so simple and you know, get to that authoring and developing process a lot faster. Um, so here you can see that you can change a button or an icon so you can make it easier for someone to create a new doc and uh, then share it. Um, I'm already on to the next tool, sorry. <laughs> um, one of the things that we look to do in learning is gather feedback. And uh, Miro is a great way to do that because you can do it collaboratively. Um, that's not always a possibility because you may not know who you're working with. So a lot of us will use a Google form or one of the other tools that are out there for you know gathering data. Um, one of the, my favorite today is called Typeform. And um, this one allows you to basically create any form that you can imagine. But what's really cool is that you can customize the visual presentation of the content. So there you saw an example of a video being on the form. So users are able to use Navigate with their keyboard. But what's also really cool is that rather than sending someone to another tool, you're able to embed this within your learning um, document or form or course that you've created. So um, we recently launched a platform with a team where the type form pops up on top of the learning application. So rather than us having to code that from scratch, we were able to use Typeform's uh, service, which is uh, you know 100 bucks a year or something like that, and you know that saved tens of thousands of dollars and weeks of time because we were able to embed that and you know build it out faster. But a really cool tool if you want to gather feedback, you could email a link to your audience and have them give you feedback. You can even do things like upload graphics, or if they're paying you to unlock something, you can even build that in as well. They just introduced a new tool, which has blown my mind, because um, it's just so cool. It's called Video Ask. And this one allows you to create a interactive forum, but video-based. So uh, going back a year ago, this would have cost $100,000 to develop from scratch. And now you're able to you know, buy a, you know, license a product through the cloud where I can basically say, what's your name? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, share your sales story with us. And you can use your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have a camera, and it records real-time feedback. And what's great is that the you know, owner or whoever's facilitating that element is able then to you know, give you a grade, give you feedback, um, you know, interact, but it's just such a cool way to pull in uh, media-based feedback and take away all of the you know, potential problems. If I had to do this manually, I'd have to record it on my phone. I'd have to figure out how to get it onto my computer. I'd have to figure out how to upload it. So it just gets rid of all of that, uh, you know, question marks. and just makes it really seamless for, am I allowed to use your video camera? You say, yes, uh, you record your message and then hit upload and it's done. Um, hmm. So very cool. And what's crazy is that, um, you know, every week we see hundreds of new tools and I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> it's just like, like every time I turn around, I'm like, whoa, what's that? And that's better than this. I need that. Um, you know, how do I switch? <laughs> uh, but we go through a process to evaluate and figure out what is the uh, you know, best one to use in that case. The, the other trick um, is you know, don't think that you're going to get this tool and instantly you know, add it tomorrow and be up and running next week. Um, you know, you want to test it. You want to do a proof of concept. You want to make sure that it works with your audience inside your network or VPN and uh, you know, roll it out slowly. Um, 
which is really cool. Yeah, there are there are a lot of pieces of the equation. We've all had that experience, even just with some of the the basic tools of, of um, you know, setting up online meetings and stuff, and then suddenly someone's uh, you know joining with a, a new device that hasn't been tried before, etc. And VPNs and uh, and networks and all those sorts of things as we're all home, but also in the office through the VPN and those kinds of those kinds of technical issues can often catch us off guard for sure. Yes, yes. Um, speaking of online meetings, one of the really cool things, excuse me, that we can do today is um, Microsoft Teams, uh, Zoom. Uh, they've all introduced an application layer within the meeting, and what does that mean? Um, basically, what that means is that as a facilitator or a trainer, you're now able to embed an app within your meeting. So in the old days, like last week, we'd <laughs> send out a, a Zoom invite, and we'd say, let's click on this link, and let's go to Miro. Um, today, we're able to embed the Miro within Zoom or Microsoft Teams or WebEx. And what that means is that you can just click the button and everyone switches to a window with Miro in it or whatever your favorite apps are. So here you see a couple, you can do like closed captioning or live transcripts, polling, a whiteboard. Uh, you can embed Slack or Jira. You see a lot of project management tools. But um, it, what's great about this is that you're you know, taking away that guesswork or I've got 100 people in this you know, training and 80 are gonna make it, the other 10 are gonna have technology issues, the other 10 are gonna give up because they can't deal with two windows open at the same time, <laughs> which I hope that's not the case. But um, this is gonna remove that barrier, um, which again, it just makes it magical then because as a facilitator, you can focus on the training, the learning, whatever you're trying to deliver versus how do I get everyone to get into this technology, um, which is really cool. Um, this is one we shared last time, but I've got to reemphasize it because we use it every day. Um, it's called Otter AI, and um, there's a fee per year, but you can actually get, I believe it's up to 600 minutes for free. Um, and you think 600 minutes is a lot, but depending on how many meetings you have every week, <laughs> um, it works on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. And basically what happens is uh, when you ask permission, uh, you record a meeting, uh, everyone has to opt in. But as it's um, recording the meeting, you can see me talking um, in this example, and it's transcribing in real time. And then what's really cool is that you can do a search. So I can search for, I remember I talked about Miro, and it would show me every presentation or every recorded audio transcript that I set it. And you're able to click on it. It takes you to that transcript, and you're able then to play it back if you wanted to, or just say who said it, or you know, record that Brent shared that cool resource with us. How do we get that? Um, link. Um, so that's Otter AI. So, uh, I, oops. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, um, in theory, we could be running Otter AI during idiotic and it would do this? Yes. Yep. So, and you can actually run it afterwards with a recording. You can just uh, upload it to Otter, it'll transcribe it, and then you can offer that for uh, some of us don't like to listen or watch. We want to read. Hmm. Uh, I don't know those people, but <laughs> I've heard that that happens sometimes. But uh, uh, it's cool, and especially if you want to do a search. Nice. Like I, I, you know, I don't have to watch the whole hour when Nick mentioned that one background tool. How do I do it? Um, you're able to find. Yeah, it do a quick right. search and then just jump to that spot instead of going, "Hey, I think he talked about that at about ten minutes in," and having to scroll forward or whatever and listen for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. There, there are folks who feel that dad jokes do translate better as text than 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 live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally see people having value for what we do here. Uh, and Kim, Kim is pointing out Otter.ai is a great accessibility tool for transcription, which I think is um, sort of where where Brent was also thinking too, for sure. Because um, I know a lot of groups, um, you know, how do we get the uh, how do we get a transcript? How do we get a, a closed caption file out of something? Um, especially something freeform where you didn't script it originally. So you don't have all the words sitting in a document somewhere that you were, you know, reading into a video or something like that. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Garim, and, and is, Garim is pointing out, you can also download .srt files right from Otter and add closed captions to your videos and your e-learning, et cetera. So that's that, brilliant. Yeah. The fact that it actually gives you that, that file type, that's fabulous. Yeah. It, um, what's great is that as these tools mature, um, we're going to see them more integrated into our platform. So like Microsoft PowerPoint, uh, I did a presentation last year uh, to you know someone in Spain, a group in Spain. And as I was talking in English, it transcribed in real time um, to Spanish. And so on the screen, it you know presented that data. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's so cool. But it, um, yeah, we're going to see that more integrated and just you know all connected so mm. we don't have to go here and there. Um, uh, Melissa, Melissa has actually posted a question sort of related to that. What's the, your opinion on the accuracy of the transcription? I have coworkers with uh, with accents, and some software does a terrible job of it. Yeah, no, that's a a great point. I, I you know, from a year ago, the tools are eighty percent better, and um, we have teams now that are using like Google Translate um, to do real time translations. Versus a, two years ago, it was unthinkable. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. just it wasn't good enough. But as they get more data, it gets better and better and better. And I see Mark is volunteering to do real-time translation for us. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's typing into. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> uh, he's going to act as our AI. Um, it's cool. Yeah, so I, I think we'll see that spread out. Mark isn't AI. He's NI, natural intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and Brent had asked about this tool, but um, always looking for ways to um, streamline how we work in different types of interfaces. So I use a Logitech MX Master Mouse, um, which is great because it has extra buttons. So I have a button on there that will mute me um, when I remember not to talk so much. <laughs> uh, I can scroll in or zoom in and you know do different things. But um, mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite devices called Stream Deck, which is also by a company called Elgato. Um, which I learned was cat last year. I was like, oh yeah. Um, but basically this has an awesome interface. It works on Mac and Windows and you're basically able to drag and create your own icons and script different functions. So um, one of my buttons will automatically compress whatever, whatever graphics on my screen to a super small JPEG. I've got one that'll turn on the lights, uh, one that'll end a Zoom meeting or turn video on and off. Um, so rather than remembering all these keyboard commands, it gives you that visual interface um, to be able to interact and create. And so they've got a super small one that's six, they've got a 12 key one, and I think this one's about 20 keys. Um, so you're able to you know, pick the one that best fits your needs, but um, highly recommend checking it out. Um, just helps you to you know, focus more on teaching or building or designing um, because you don't got to remember everything. You get to create these little visual icons and um, pop them out. Which is great. Mm. So you use you use it not just for for live streaming, but also just in everyday work as as a shortcuts board, basically for some things too. Exactly. So I want to start a new 
text document, I click one button, it launches my Coda app. Uh, I want to launch Miro, I hit that button. So rather than moving around or you know, scattering across different Neat. screens, I'm able to you know, trigger that and go faster. You know, uh, very cool. Um, early on in um, in the pandemic, I remember seeing, and I looked for it not long ago again, um, but a fellow who built basically a big red button <laughs> for, 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 <laughs> for mute in, in a Zoom call based on a, you know, a sort of a Raspberry Pi uh, kind of internals, et cetera. A couple, so there's a couple of videos for that if you want to get into uh, making your own uh, button boxes, but something like this, which goes, um, I don't know, it has such an uh, application outside of merely just the, Obvious, or the you know the, the dedicated or, or predicted concept of, of streaming video, very cool. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. yeah. Um, this is another one called Torbox, but it uh, basically has a bunch of wheels and similar to what you would do on a tablet. You're able to zoom in or um, spin or click or trigger different uh, options based on whatever you want, um, mm. and that'll work on Mac or Windows. But different ways that you can uh, you know optimize your creative. What's, what's that one freedom. called? Um, that was called Torbox. Torbox. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, USB, and they just came out with a, a wireless one, um, which you can use Bluetooth. Cool. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think you know most of us are working from home or have a, the home office that we're maybe going somewhat back to the <laughs> office. But um, some cool things that you can add to your setup. This is a small i'm going to say six by six room in the back here and um i use a there's you can paint the wall green you can see my walls are actually green you can see the kids artwork but <laughs> um elgato has this great green screen and there's a bunch of different clones of it, it runs about 100 150 bucks but what's great about this one is it's six feet they're bigger ones but you can pull it up or down so it's great if you're in the basement today you know in the kitchen tomorrow you're going to go out in the field the next day um you know, just pull it up and you're set up for green screening and then there are all kinds of lights from, you know, 50 bucks. And the more you invest, the better quality. Um, I love the Elgato ones because you can control them from that uh, stream deck, but you can also uh, change the view. So uh, if you want a little, a little bit brighter or change it to a little bit, you know, softer light, um, you're able to do that through software and you can have a key to trigger. So if I'm sitting down and then Brent's here tomorrow and Chris, uh, you guys could have different setups and just hit the button and it remembers all your settings. Um, what's that's great your is that office? that's my, it was my young one's office and now I use it as a recording room. <laughs> I so, love it. There's also a, a, um, a treadmill. <laughs> so usually at the end of the day, I'm on the treadmill, uh, unwinding from all the calls. <laughs> nice. oh, that's, there's the, there's the console of the treadmill in the bottom right corner, I think. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It, it's um, interesting. You, you, you don't have clothes on that part of the treadmill. Where, where do you hang the clothes? Yes. So behind the door, there's a hanger. <laughs> no, just I'll, typical, I'll that typical treadmill use is to store things, right? Oh, team, right, right. Great, great to close over it. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, it says Logitech 4K. You're pointing at something, but I don't see a Logitech 4K. What is that pointing at? That's actually pointing at the wrong spot. So it's right here. Oh, um, it, gotcha. It's, okay. the, it's the Brio. Oh, the Brio. Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, now, have you have you uh, have you seen that new camera? Uh, can't uh, the face cam? It's uh, I think it's from I want to say it's Elgato, but 
Yeah, th- there's a bunch of new little ones. Um, I saw it the other day. It looks like the C920, but just a little bit bigger box kind of thing. It looks like it's a little bigger. It's supposed to have really advanced lenses and stuff like that. I just saw that the other day, but it's way more expensive. It's like double the price of a C920. So. All right. Yeah, they're, they're getting better and better. Um, a lot of people now are... Um, there are several applications where you can use your phone because the phones have gotten such high quality mm-hmm. cameras. I know a lot of people also use, you know, a, a prosumer camera or a 4K camera to right. increase quality, make it softer. Um, uh, this is something you can invest endlessly because <laughs> you're like, I want the next one. I want the next one. I want the next one. Yeah. Um, and I, I settled in on the Brio because you can, uh, well, I mean, like, in yeah, Anchor has them, Elgato has them, but you can control you know, how far you zoom in or out. And like, I have a stand-up desk. So if I'm standing, I need to adjust the camera slightly without moving anything. And uh, that's nice because you can hit the software button and then trigger it. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Mark. Mark mm-hmm. sharing the link in the chat uh, there. Yes. Um, real-time AI. Thank you. Now that Elgato, <laughs> that Elgato green screen, is that uh, retractable? Yes. So it just collapses. And I actually have one here behind me um, that's hanging from the ceiling. So I can pull it down. I, <laughs> oh, I got too much stuff nice. in my room um and then i can i use obs to then control what's behind yeah, me yeah. or put the screen behind me um which is cool very cool uh, yeah so it's fun when i was working from home the first part of the covid pandemic um i had a picture of the office and people were like that's not real i'm like and then i start moving around it's real today i'm in the office <laughs> 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 but it made me feel better because i was like i'm not in you know the ikea furniture is not behind me and the stack of clothes <laughs> wasn't there so we have the green screen at home <laughs> uh, it's cool so um what other app i want to share i was just going to say uh, that you mentioned there. obs so it's it's awesome that you've lined that up for us <laughs> so this is free. Um, this is obsproject.com. There are a couple, um, I think Logitech has created their own Logicam, which is based on this technology. Um, this is open source. It works on Mac and Windows. Basically, it allows, as well as Linux, um, you're able to download the app, and it basically lets you turn your computer into a studio. So you're able to switch um, applications, uh, cameras. And so if you have a two-camera setup, you can say camera A, camera B, um, you saw when I had the example of the iPhone, um, you can pull that up. And what's great is that if you have green screen, um, you can key out different parts. So if you want the background to be a big duplicate of your monitor, you can do that. You can make yourself smaller and next to you have the big screen or vice versa. You can flip it. And as you queue up those screens or sets, um, you're able to switch them in real time. So. What's cool is that it's all free. Um, once you get the hang of it, which is a little bit of a learning curve, um, you're able to do some real magic when you're presenting to a group remotely. Um, it gives you a lot more freedom and it looks mm-hmm. more professional because you're able to switch without saying, hold on, let me start sharing and let me stop sharing. So um, highly recommend um, you know, downloading it and playing with it and um, you're seeing what kind of magic you can do. So here's an example. Mm-hmm. It also does a great job compressing. So there's me talking in front of a DevLearn script, just talking about what I was going to be talking about at the conference. But I was able to do this in a couple mm-hmm. of minutes, record it, and uh, have video behind me. And then it saves out as an MP4 and just upload it to the team, and they were able to share it. Um, so cool. great. Now, do, you, do you have any problems with it crashing at all? When I was, I mean, mm. it's been a while since I've used OBS, but I had some stability issues with it, and so that, then I invested in Ecam, 
and uh, I've been using that a lot. I've not. Uh, it is super processor intensive. Uh, maybe um, that's it. Maybe so, I had a like, week. Yeah, RAMs. Yeah, hard drive speed. <laughs> Good reason to up. Yeah, software's free, but you need to buy a new computer. Um, <laughs> 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 sorry, but uh, you know, if you uh, you know, when you get that opportunity, it's a, a great way to unlock the power. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's um, uh, as, as much as we don't want to you know, toss things in the trash, upgrading a computer can make such a big difference. The first sort of six months of us doing this and using Crowdcast, um, and I had an older MacBook and um, always, in, you know, in the recordings and everything, my video feed was always grainy. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in the office, you know, big bandwidth, no no issues from that. Um, but it really was just my my computer struggling to to do all the processing of, of being a participant in, in. So yeah, computer upgrade and things got a lot better in a hurry so that is something to keep in mind when you're starting to play around with some of these um tools that they can be some of them can be very resource intensive for sure yeah yeah w one last thing i'd highly recommend checking out if you're in the market for a new computer apple's new m1 laptops are they blow my mind because um you're able what we used to do like my son who's in high school um he would his computer would last about two hours before the battery would go out and now he's able to go like a day and a half um, without mm. you know doing the same thing um, before right. the battery's like you got to charge it. Um, but these, I think Intel has like their next generation of chips coming. Um, but it, you get the same power, but you know a fraction of the battery use. So yeah, uh, definitely worth checking and, out. And, and how far? How are you finding um, the, the you know the conversion process? Like you know, existing apps and those sorts of things. Um, have you had many places where those aren't working uh, on the M1 with the changeover? You know, it's, uh, I, I guess when Apple did it, you know, 15 years ago with Motorola to Intel, um, from, you know, from their chips back then, it's so seamless. Um, mm -hmm. I have even, you know, team members that, you know, are a little bit more technology challenged sometimes, um, you know, no problems. They were able to switch over and everything just runs faster and they're just happy. Um, uh, yeah, more production. So <laughs> they're happy. <laughs> Focus on, you know, creative and design and development versus... Um, I'm waiting for the computer to do this thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm only asking because I know, uh, I recall anyway, back in the fall, reading a couple of articles that seem to suggest that, uh, say, some of the digital audio interfaces where, you know, you're working with microphones going into, uh, into a box and then turning that into a USB. Anyway, there were some that were that were struggling with the new M1. So I don't know if, you know, have, if things have eased out overall and up. It doesn't sound like you guys have had any, any issues with that. So that's I awesome. Yeah, I've not. I I know it uses the next generation of Thunderbolt four, uh, and I just saw in the last week the next generation of boxes are starting to come out. Um, so there have been some challenges with having more than one monitor with Apple's latest um, MacBook okay. Pros. I think you can have three or four monitors now off a laptop, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> um, someone's just sharing uh, the virtualization stuff can be a little challenging, but um, they're Very working cool. on that as well. Very cool. Um, we've um, this is an amazing shopping list, and now all we have to do is convince ourselves that we that we want. <laughs> that we've all got budget. Where are we finding budget? And yeah. Just want to remind everyone too to uh, make sure you spend some time. So whether you're learning a new tool or you know playing with one of these free ones that we talked about, but give yourself an hour next week um, or this week to experiment and play. 
and or get a team member on it, but there's so much you can do. So um, one of the things that I love is every week we have an internal meeting where we rotate and someone will share something that they're playing with or experimenting with or something that totally blew up on them or something that went great and uh, just great opportunity to learn and you know figure out what's going on just like you guys do every Very week. Cool. <laughs> yep. Well, oh, there's the music. It's time to dance on out. Nick, thanks so much. As always, you, you bring us, it's like, um, um, it's, it's like you brought us this Christmas stocking full of, of, of goodies and we're like, Whoa, what's inside? What's inside? Thanks for um, having indeed. me. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You did drop in your, the link that you prepared with the list of all of these things. So folks can find that that's in the chat right there. Also drop in your own contact info in case people want to connect with you on you know, LinkedIn or, or, or the Sealworks website, those sorts of things. Um, yeah, Vanessa, awesome Christmas list. Yep. Um, in, in the meantime, folks, uh, don't forget, we do have a LinkedIn group for Idiotic. I don't know, Brent, we're going to race it. to see. You got it. Uh, Brent's got that taken care of. So join us there. Um, continue the conversation. Now, lots of fun stuff that we, uh, that we do in the LinkedIn group. Keep stay connected, etc. Um, we have a great set of sessions coming up to, to start out 2022. So if you haven't already, before you leave here today, Sign up for the next uh, couple of uh, weeks. So much stuff going on. Really cool set of guests uh, to start off the year. Um, and in the meantime, gang, stay safe, stay healthy, drink coffee or hot beverage of your choice. <laughs> and, and play with those tech toys and gadgets and gizmos. Nick, you're awesome, my friend. Always yeah. love having you. Thank you. Thank you. We got about 20 seconds of dancing. So everybody just enjoy yourself. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.